Hey guys, welcome back to Manchester Lane Radio, the official podcast of the Shaw Store in Melbourne. We are back after a very stop-start start last year. We're going to be trying to pump these out every week. And listen, I had to get back on my feet, my podcasting feet. So I went back to the basics with one of my favorite people to podcast with to to ease me back into it as only she can. Welcome to the podcast, host of Triple R's Breakfasters, comedian Geraldine Hickey. How are you doing? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, good. I've just been for a run. That's why I'm red in the face. It's, and I, I say that because, you know, I'm a runner now. I just go for runs. Love your, just drop love, that in. Love your runs. Hey, do you know what I appreciate about running is mm. when, I was, when I was little, my mum, we'd go to Frankston and my mum would give me like an hour to go to the shops I wanted to go to. Yes. And, and, and I reckon I'm eight or something. And so I had to meet her back at a certain store at this certain time. So in between stores, I would sprint to get to, to make the most stores, yeah. Make the most out of the time. <laughs> and I remember running past adults just walking like normies. And it's like going, what are they doing? Whoa, they're, look at all the shops. They're wasting the they're wasting the good streets of Frankston. With this leisurely pace, no buys. Would you, would you get money to to spend in the shops, or are you just just looking at the shops? I love a browse. To yeah. this very day, me too. Love love a browse. So, um, yeah, you know. I'm not adverse to going to to a shopping center just to walk around for something to do. Love a mall. Yeah, it's roofed if it's open. I'm, I'm all about it. The food court, you, you you always got your favorite food courts. Yep. Like, you know, if you're like going to Chatty, it's just like it, the world's your oyster. There's like it, seven different food courts. Everything's there, you know. It's good. Anyway, how are you? It's good to see you. Good, buddy. I am um, – it's a bit cold here. For everyone listening, I'm stuck in Los Angeles because um, the, the borders are closed. <laughs> Do you want to come home? Do you feel like would you, given the opportunity, would you come home or? Oh, not forever. But, yeah. Oh, like if be I nice can... to visit family and whatnot. Well, I used to come home to work like every like two or three months. So mm. I, yeah, I'm I'm pining for it, but I can't do the like the two months, not two months, two weeks, like in isolation, or whatever that you have to do now. Yeah. That would. That would cripple me emotionally and financially. Oh yeah. So but you we, just you know play video games or something. I don't know. I haven't had to do it. So um, also, I've never. I haven't had to do the. Haven't had to have a test yet either. Which no is, way. Yeah, very uncommon given that I'm a Victorian. Um, but I spent lockdown a lot of it in regional Victoria, and just haven't been sick for twelve months. So. Haven't had a need to get the, get a test. Mine, it's cold here at the moment. It's winter, mm. and I got a slight sniffle the other day. 
And I was like, oh, remember the feeling. It was like like some bizarre reversed version of, you know, like in a science fiction movie where the planet is decimated and it has no life, but then they see a small little plant grow and it's like yes. life can come back. Well, yeah. that's that's me with disease. <laughs> I got this little sniffle and I was like, oh, I can get sick still. That's I feel alive. <laughs> it feels good blowing your nose. Like it, it's some, there's, there's something soothing about like it, just the occasional nose blow. So, um, yeah, I've, 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 I've kept healthy. You're just back in the studio now at Triple R, right? Yeah, yeah. We did um, 10 months from home and it was an absolute nightmare. Um, oh, nightmare's a big, you know, it was, it was really, it was really hard. <laughs> like, and I know a lot of people, like even people at the station, like our, you know, manager and the station manager and our producers and stuff were like oh it sounds like you're all in the same room it sounds really good and we're like yes we know but we're not (laughs) and and the effort that it takes for us to make it sound like we're all is exhausting like it was it's like if you were you juggled on a unicycle chainsaws. Yeah. And you did three, right? But then one day you had to do nine. And they're like, oh, it looked like it was the same amount of effort. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not. It was less fun. And 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 admittedly, I've taken on a life of chainsaw juggling. (laughs) So I like things pretty difficult. (laughs) The line of sight and just being in the same air. It's It goes from, because there's three of us, it goes from me doing a monologue for a talk break to us having a conversation, you know. It had just, yeah. you know, because there's no more, oh, oh no, after after you. Oh. Um, it just makes such a difference being in the same room. And also now that we um, aren't in lockdown and we're able to get out and do some things, I've got things to talk about. It was 10 months of, oh, <laughs> like uh, you, there's only so much things in the past you can talk about and like I would have to come up with like two talk breaks a day, <laughs> every day <laughs> for all of that time and the amount of times I'd just be like, okay, <laughs> now it's time for where have you been, what have you seen? And that was just the three of us would talk about a walk that we'd been on. Um, After like six months, you're just like, I just need another kilometre, Dan. Give oh, me one more kilometre. Yeah. And that's the other thing because I, I was in regional Victoria. I was in South Gippsland um, in, in Venus Bay. So I didn't have – we didn't have the 5K. Like I – we're, you know, we're in lockdown. We, so we're only allowed to leave home for the four different reasons like for the, you know, care, exercise, work and, I don't know, something else. I can't remember what the other reason was. But so if I, I could, means that I could go to the beach or, you know, go for a bit of a drive. But at the same time, it's like I would do these things, but it like people, we're broadcasting to Melbourne mostly and it's like people of Melbourne don't want to hear about my trip to the fucking beach. 
they're like, shut the fuck up. We don't want to, we don't want to hear about that. So I'd have to, you know, go, oh, it's in, it's in this hard. It's so, oh, we're in <laughs> lockdown. It's very, it's very tr- tricky to navigate what people wanted to, wanted to hear and also, you know, kept them entertained at the at the same time. I had one person. I had a bit of a was still do have this bit of a troll that, just for some reason, just despises the when I whenever I talk about comedy, um, like just every time I mention doing like uh, you know, any sort of comedy. Like I, I think they first popped up when I said, oh, I was doing Josh L's podcast, um. And I mentioned it, and then on the text line just pops up with this, oh, stop talking about your career. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, I, could accept, then, I could accept it if they texted in, stop talking about Josh Earl. Yeah. Because we've heard enough, especially on Triple R of all places. Yeah. Oh, they love, we love him at Triple R. Um, but, yeah, it was just this. And, that, and so every time I mention anything about doing a gig or whatever, they, they tend to – pop up and go, why are you talking about and then and then when we came back from holidays they were like, Oh thanks, you know, put out of the social media, breakfast will be back. And they're like, Oh thanks for letting us know. So now I know to tune into PBS and it's like, Yeah, great, tune into PBS. You're a great station. Like we're all in the same the same boat. But also you're not tuning into PBS because you still every time I mention something about comedy you're popping up going look at you with your bloody <laughs> oh, oh I hate it I'm like why are you still listening anyway very amusing um so yeah it's good to be back in the studio excellent did you take advantage of the um being by yourself at all like were you doing like like pantless Thursdays or <laughs> oh, doing, mate, the... doing, doing some cleaning as you uh chatted it up or did I? Uh, I spent a lot of time looking out the window. That was nice. Um, we got. Um, <laughs> I really got into um, bird watching during lockdown. Um, oh is, wow! I thought I was yeah. bored. Oh, but no! Don't knock it until you start it. <laughs> like it's, it's until you no, until you've stared it. Yeah, until you yes had a look. It's just it's very meditative, you know, and it gets it's something to um, you know, for people like with the five k lockdown and challenge, uh, was to see how many birds you can spot in your five k radius, um, and I thought I was doing pretty good. Like I didn't have that five k radius, but I was just like, I'll just see how many I can find anyway, and I thought I was doing pretty good with like twenty one. I was like, oh, that's I'm pretty proud of that. And then asked like the bird expert that we have on all the time, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'd expect a few more than that." And there was, <laughs> but there was one guy who just was in the perfect five k radius of like having like. Don't make excuses that he did better than you. Oh, well, he was no. in the perfect radius. He what? lived. He lived just next to the Melbourne Museum, and he got to go no. and look at the exhibit. No, he lived in like there was like a wetlands in in one one oh, that is and then and then like a forest area in another. So and he saw like over eighty different types oh. of birds. Well, well, thanks for texting in, Mister Attenborough. <laughs> Good for you and your wetlands. Yeah. 
So I bought I bought binoculars during so I would kind of sit there and because we'd also broadcast it means we couldn't hear the music so like we'd chat and then there would just be just oh silence. you couldn't hear the music when you did yeah. the show yeah I did ten months of radio without being able to hear the music oh that is so disconnected yeah it's really sad <laughs> and then so it's really kind of. You know, at the end of that three hours, you're like, okay, see ya, click, and then just just sit in the room by yourself. So, but I, yeah, we got, um, I got a pair of binoculars and I would, yeah, just kind of look out the window and and try and see what, see what birds were outside. Because I might be romanticising a mm. little bit and, and maybe this doesn't happen every day, but I would imagine getting up, you know, at the crack of dawn, hard to do, especially in Melbourne when it's um, a bit chilly. And the whole atmosphere of like going to Triple R and it's the trams out the front and everyone's gearing up for a day, it must sort of like add, I don't know, to like the vibe of we're broadcasting oh, yeah. to Melbourne. Yeah, 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 totally. It was a very different. Like I, it was different, like kind of, you know, talking on the radio to people in Melbourne and then looking, I'd sometimes look and go, oh, my God, there's kangaroos outside. Um, so it was just, you know, it's like, oh, this is so Aussie. But, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was weird. And also, like, going into the studio, like, there's not a lot of traffic around in the morning and stuff and it's just kind of, it's it would always be dark and then you kind of come out and it'd be a new day and, you know, the sun be out. Um, whereas at home it was just, you know, well, that was it. I mean, that was one good thing is being able to actually watch the sun rise. And after, you know, doing that, getting up before the sun rose for, you know, five years, essentially, four years, it's like finally it's like, oh, this is nice to actually watch that happen. When you put it like that, that's thousands mm. of sunrises you've missed. I have. I've missed a lot, but I'm I'm happy to miss them again. <laughs> they need a window or at least yeah. a, a sky roof. Um, so how um, – listen, I, I, I think Geraldine Hickey hosting Triple R's Breakfasters, it's, it's a perfect, like, I don't know, you just seem mm. so – Melbourne for it in my mind. When I think of Melbourne mm. comedians, yeah, like, like like Hickey, you are like if you're going to do like let's do this is like the Melbourne, the Melbourne Melbourne mm. showcase. Um, how um how, how did you end up like 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 doing it, and um like how have you found it? Oh man, oh I ended up doing it. I guess the the long version, it all started with the download, the podcast that I did with Kate McLennan and Anne Edmonds where, and we did it for one season of footy. So one year, so it was just, we'd, it was just us talking about footy because we, all three of us liked footy. And so we'd go to a game and then our podcast was um, talking about our experience at the game 
and we make you know we're not experts all right we're not experts and we just talk about um things like we do a our food review which was just a hot dog every week and we'd write it out of five and we were like do you get a good snap of the dog yeah good 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 snap of the dog <laughs> um and it was just all very silly and stuff um and then like a year later like we just didn't get around to doing it again in the next footy season and then the season after that um Triple R got in touch and they were like, oh, that podcast that you, that you did, um, would lo- love you to come and do a, a summer fill. So they have new shows in over the summertime. For, and we got four weeks to do, yeah, a sports show because this is during summer, so there's no, no AFL. So, um, and I was like, oh, and it was at that stage of like, oh, man, we should be getting paid for everything that we do. But Triple R is a community station. So we we're like, oh, what's the point? Oh, all this work for what? And then oh, Kate- I've, I've got bad news about the podcast, <laughs> 14. Oh, oh, no, it's all good. I'm happy to do it, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but Kate McLennan was pointed out and she said, nah, Triple R listeners buy tickets. And so we're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And then we did it and then they said, would you do it, um, keep doing it throughout the year, have your own show? And we didn't realise how, I didn't realise how big that was at the time. It was just like, oh, yes, all right, I'll come in. <laughs> oh. But it's like Triple R is such an iconic station and to get a show on the grid is like pretty, pretty amazing. But I, like I knew how you know, iconic the station was and stuff, but I just kind of had it in my head that, you know, people came and went all the time, but it's not really like that. It's really, you know, a lot of thought and planning goes into who gets the show and why and, and whatnot. So, and I saw it, and this is around the same time um, that our old mate Josh Earl was, was doing Breakfasters and he was... Um, he was kind of finishing up at the end of the year. It was just like he he had other plans and was the team wasn't working that well anyway. Um, so he was like saying, oh, yeah, we're not going to, we won't be back next year. And then he was like, oh, you should do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. And then it was announced that they weren't coming back. And then I was like, I was just waiting for like, I don't know, f- for them to call for people to apply for the job or something. I was just like. Just kind of going. Oh, they'll put. Oh, like I'll definitely apply to for the position if you know wow. when they advertise yeah, it. Ger- Geraldine, you have been in show business this long, <laughs> and you're so naive. I didn't. Oh, hey, he's, they're hosting a show. Oh, I didn't see applications. At yeah. that. I, I've, I've got to check the Channel Nine website more often. <laughs> but it's just such a. That's also a very female thing to do as well. Like we don't think like. No, I fucking, I deserve that. I'll just fucking do it, mate. Um, <laughs> so shots fired at Nick Cody. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's the master of it. He is the. Oh, you want to do gigs? Just fucking book a flight to Perth, and you just go, "Hey, I'm coming to Perth. Put me on." It's like, oh yeah, that works for, for everybody. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, 
But Josh was like, oh, you know, kept, kept on messaging me and going, you should, do, you should do this. I was like, yeah. And then I kind of, and then it clicked. I went, oh, should I email them? And he was like, yes, mate, yes. And so <laughs> I did. I emailed and said, oh, hey, just, like, oh, just, I don't know what you do, but, yeah, just throw my hat in the ring. Just, just waiting for the applications to go up. <laughs> yes, pretty much. And then, yeah, got a call, like, you know, the next day. So, oh, yeah, we got your, we got your email and I uh, just wondering if you want to have a bit of a chat about that. And I was like, yeah. And this, this phone call came after I'd been for a swim. So I'm in the car just in my wet bathers with a towel wrapped around me just going, oh, yeah, I can have a chat, thinking that they were going to set up a time to come in and have a meeting. And then they just went, yeah, so we'd love you to do it. Like I was like, holy, holy shit. <laughs> just... You know, got the job. So, and then I, I found out, like after I'd started, like six months later, that they had already wanted me, and I were just waiting for the right time to ask, knowing that Josh and I were good friends, and they didn't want to make Josh upset by asking me too close after he lost his contract. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So they were like. But that, not knowing that Josh was going, you should do this job, and they were like, "Oh no, we just got to be got to be nice to nice to Josh about it." So because I've done that, that, that sounds very unradio, doesn't it? But that sounds very community radio. Right on. And that's the that's the big difference. Um, so yeah, and that was this is my sixth year doing it now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, and it's been heaps of fun. It's been it's been great, except for last year was shit. But <laughs> didn't, nah, it didn't had hear any new songs. <laughs> yeah, I know it was real sad. So yeah. did you guys talk to each other during those bits, or like what? Yeah, happened? yeah, yeah, yeah. We could because we were just it was all on Skype, so we'd just be on Skype and just kind of yeah. And we and, had to, and, and they they couldn't find a way just to patch through the mute. Like, I, oh mate, the so much effort went into trying to make that music come through, but it was like it was they'd built a program to allow broadcasters to broadcast from home. So when we were all at home, nobody was in the studio. So there's not like there's normally there's someone at the studio, you know, pressing the buttons to play, you know, the announcements and and whatnot, but we were it was all from home. So it was kind of one connection had to go for us and then another for the music. So we just you couldn't put the you couldn't put the two together. And they like it was one of those weird tech things where it was just like it seems really simple, but it bloody wasn't. Like it's like when um getting set up to doing radio at home. And just having, you know, plugging them. I've just got a USB mic, and just trying to work out how I could hear myself through my headphones. Oh, that's impossible! Nah, it. I know. I've I've worked out how to do it, but I just thought that was like, surely that's a thing. But it's like, nah. It turns out gamers don't want to listen to themselves because, you know. That's the only people oh, that were using okay. mics and stuff. So no, no, no offense, but I can mm. see why. You know. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, it's very. Well, maybe they should listen to themselves. So a bit better. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> teach him a lesson. Hey, yeah. so I um I I looked up because I, I was like, I haven't seen Geraldine do stand-up for like a couple of years. So I went on YouTube and and you're at the gala. Very exciting. Yeah. And yes. I'm watching it and you're telling a story about the day we went to Disneyland. Because I was like, oh, I've got to, we've got to talk about our date, Disneyland. And then I'm watching this and I'm like, she's on. It's on the gala, mate. She's on national TV in front of all these people. No, na- no name checks. No, you could have done like, and I was with my friend Steel Saunders. Saunders. And just, just, just wait for the, the wave of, of what? Go over the audience. But it would have been worth it for me and my self-adulation. But yeah. um, first up, let's, let's talk about the gala. That like mm. when you like when you walked out, was that your first one? No, that was my second one. But I was much much more confident with the with the second one. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a you know the first one was like oh shit, you know, and it's just. Oh, oh man, it was just so. To, and you like you ask advice, like oh, you know, you ask everyone like, what should I do? And then you you know you take the wrong advice, and you kind of just get in your head and go, oh, I wish I'd done this differently and stuff. And then the next time, I was just like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them some classic hickey. Um, like I think the first one I was, I don't know, it's someone's I was suggested to me that oh, probably best not to start with. Up fuckers, which How is dare they? yeah, and I yeah, and I regret not not doing that because on the second know. one you did it, yeah, yeah. Sup yeah. <clears throat> fuckers, um, <laughs> and like people, you know, were like in the first one who were like, oh, did they edit sup fuckers out and stuff? And it was just like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, the first one was fine, but I, I love it that it's such a disgust. Do you have like the the sups fuckers bumper stickers that you sell after gigs and all that? I don't. It's just one. Of, I I don't know. I don't normally draw too much uh, attention to it, but I I really I really like it. And it's there was one stage where I thought, oh, maybe it's time I you know let let that go. But it's just such a easy way to to start. Like starting, it's so, and it's, start, starting is hard. It's real hard. And also it's gender inclusive. Yeah. No, it's not it's not virgin inclusive though. No, you can be a fucker and a virgin. Ah. Yeah. You fucker. <laughs> hey, what are you implying? I've got a child. I've got yeah. I've got I've got proof of concept. Yeah, no, you're you're a fucker. <laughs> But there's others that might be fuckers. Because, um, Fucker. like, that is, like, when you listen to, like, American comedians from a certain era, they always talk about mm. going on, you know, Letterman or older ones, Carson, like on Mark Marin or whatever. But mm. um, I, I feel like for Australian comedians, the gala is that, that, like, you walk out and you're like, oh, this is a, like a, a milestone sort of thing, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's and it's a long way to the microphone, so you've got a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> like it's, you know, you get introduced and then it's a, oh, man, it's so far. And then you get. 
Like you know, you know when you you know when you and you're walking to the mic and you're just hoping, please keep on clapping until I get there. Please keep on clapping until I get there. Um, thankfully they do. So, but yeah, and then it's it's over so quickly. Like I mean, it's only four minutes anyway, and it's just yeah, you don't. I think the first time I I didn't get a chance to kind of soak soak, soak it all up. Mm. Um. Whereas I think I did a bit more the second time, and I'm and I'm I'm doing it again next week. Um, so I'm, you know, and I'm excited about the material that I'm doing this time. I'm like, this is a really fun, fun, you know, bit of material that I've that I've got planned. So yeah, I'm pumped. How long did you go without doing a gig? No. Oh. Oh gosh. Um not including like online ones, March, April, May, June, like th- four months, I guess. Four or five months. Hey, yeah. how did the online ones work? Can you hear the audience? It's it's it, it, like the, the the concept of it sounds horrendous. Like, oh, oof. Yeah. Zero bites. I th- I think it's um you kind of I didn't mind them too much if it was right. Some of them you could hear people. You'd go, you know, turn turn your mics on. Um, but it just <laughs> some of them though. The heckling was just like because I did a couple like corporate type things, which just meant that you'd hear <laughs> Geraldine. Yeah, no, it's Geraldine. She's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I, I love that this, like the, like the technology and, and COVID and stuff, has like it's invented new ways for stand-up comedy to be miserable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got all those things, like just like oh, heckler or bad mic, bad lighting, yeah. that like, no one shows up, and it's like, hey, um, we've got this new way for uh, things to be like super uncomfortable. Um, yeah. If if you liked doing. The, the the fluoro lights on footy club out in uh, out in Berwick, then you are gonna like everyone on the call can also talk. That is oh man, it was so funny. Oh, oh you just hear like, yes, I have a gr- glass of wine, please. Like it's just that little chit chat that just comes through so clearly. Like I oh. I loved it. I thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, but the I mean the good thing about it is that. You know, you do a gig and, you know, it'll be 10 minutes or whatever and then it's then it's done and you're at home. <laughs> so you just shut the computer and then swivel your chair around and go back to watching the telly. It's like. <laughs> yep, oh. Sh- show business. Yeah, but that's what it's about. You know, um, like during festi- the last festival that we did, oh, or maybe, anyway, Anne Edmonds and Nath Valvo and myself, um, like doing a um a timing how long it takes to get from stage to couch. So like <laughs> during a festival show. <laughs> you'd be like you'd time it from the moment you go, thanks very much, good night, to when you're sitting on the couch at home. And my record is I I think it's under ten minutes. No way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I there was during Melbourne Fringe, I did a season, 
and the venue was like literally like 200 metres away. Like, I, you know, it was around the corner. And so it was so close that I didn't know what time to leave the house because I was like, I don't, like I'm, you know, normally you get to a venue early to kind of, you know, just be there and stuff. But I was just like, I'm just walking across the road. So um, maybe I'll just stay here. Oh, no, you should go. You should go. No, but you. what are you going to, why? Like you just, you just, oh, no, just go. So it was during that I, you know, could go good night and then come home. It would be like weird. I would come home to use the bathroom rather than use the bathroom <laughs> at the venue. That's the dream. That is the dream to be. You, you, um, you're at home and you need a drink, so you go back to the venue, use your drink ticket, and take the the, the yes. beer back. Sneak it, sneak it back under your, the um. Under your shirt. It'd be weird to be in your house with that adrenaline still. Yeah, that's why I didn't know what to do. I went over. I went over early. Like I can't can't stay here. I need to be over there looking and stuff. Um, I show this year in Melbourne. Um, is on at ten past six, and I'm. So excited! Six is the new eight. People don't want to stay out like so. I've got a six o'clock time slot, which means I, that I, I, I can I be like, home by. I like any any theory that rhymes. Six is the new eight. People don't like to be out late. It, it like it, it's like oh my god, she's right because it, there's two noises that sounded similar. Yeah. It's true though. Like I'm well for me it is. I'm like so pumped that I can I can do a show and be home by seven thirty to watch all the good stuff on the telly. Like lockdown made me appreciate just actually I already already did appreciate it. Like during festival there was all I ever want to do is be at home. Just have a night at home, you know, because you know how relentless festival is when you're just like Every night you go, oh, I've got to go, got to go do a show. And yes, it's and it's fun and it's the fucking best when you're doing it. I, I used to always find like the Monday or Tuesday after festival, just sit at home and go, all right, let's find out if I'm an alcoholic. Like because you just <laughs> you just had like 23 New Year's Eves or something, and it's oh. and and it's like just to stay home and like just have a tea or something. It's just yeah, bizarre. So yeah, so you're talking about um your trip to Disneyland. Oh yeah. In the gala. Um so I, I loved that you um you had a great year and you treated yourself to a uh, a theme park pilgrimage of California. Yeah. I go past did you go to like Magic Mountain? Yeah, mate. So I drive past that a little bit because we go out to the forest to do stuff outside away from all the the people, social mm. distance, because LA, it's beyond Thunderdome as far as, <laughs> as far as COVID precautions. It is, you just do every your own thing. Fuck oh, let every fucker for themselves, Geraldine, to borrow <laughs> one of your phrasings. But, yeah, so we go past the Magic Mountain at, at, at Six Flags and – it's all closed and it's got like these the craziest spiraling metal roller coasters. And when it's not, cause none of them are moving, it just looks evil. Humans once went there to be tortured. The gnarly ones don't do much for me. Oh. 
I love them all. Is yeah, because when I went, I went to like I had a, a good festival the year before, and like for the you know it had been like the first time after doing you know ten years of comedy festival where I actually started making money, and was like, oh well, if I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bloody go to Disneyland, you know, and I've just loved theme parks, and it was just. Um, I talked about it in in the show how uh, when I was a kid, Dad took us to Wonderland in Sydney, which is a theme park in, in just outside of Sydney, um, and I was so excited. Like I'd been there once before on like um, th- oh through Girl Guides, we went on a trip to Sydney. And we got to go to Wonderland, and the way, so- the way your face just lit up when you said Girl Guides, you have. You have fond guiding memories. You, you like really. Yeah. Are they, are, are, they, are they all your old girl guides badges in the frame behind you? <laughs> no, that's that's hand, that's hand painted. I bought that original artwork at another festival after doing very well. So that's what I do. Um, Invest in the arts. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I I went. Oh, I'll go to. I'll go to. Oh yeah, because Dad was like took us to Wonderland. Except she got there um, and and went up to the counter, and this is like we'd or we'd driven for like an hour, and we we're in a Tarago, and it was with me, like my brother and cousins and stuff, and the whole time there, I was like, just couldn't stop talking about how great this is going to be, and we we're like so pumped and excited, and then get there, and Dad goes up to the to the counter to buy our tickets, and. They said, oh, it's, you know, however much it was. And I remember at the time going, fuck, that's so much money. Dad, we don't have that amount of money. And then Dad, like, pulls out uh, those entertainment vouchers and he goes, oh, but I've got I've got these and slides them over. And they go, oh, yeah, that's this much. And he goes, oh, no, they're free, aren't they? And they go, oh, no, it's just a discount. And Dad went, oh, I thought they were free. Um and then kind of went, oh, okay, and then walked away and then went back and said, all right, everyone, back in the Tarago. And then we we never went in. And there's something really, oh, the horror, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been to, like, the car park yeah, of the that's, park while it's that's, going. That's like a villain origin story. Oh mate, it was brutal. Like I, you know, just oh, like stop. you've got an hour driving there, and you're so pumped, and then you get there, and you can see the rides, that, and they're all they're going, and you can hear the screams and the it's laughing. It's a random wonder. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, we're so close. We're about to go in there. You can smell the popcorn and stuff, and then nah, we'll just go back and watch the cricket. It was yeah. It was real bad. Um, so when I was like, well, here I am financially independent, the one thing that I'll do is, you know, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to go to fucking Disneyland. But then I was like, well, if I'm going to Disneyland and, I, you know, like theme parks, I'd always had a thing about Knott's Berry Farm. I think I'd read about it in, in books and it had been mentioned in various different pop culture things and I was just like oh Knott's Berry Farm sounds so cool quite close to like well I'll go to Knott's Berry Farm as well and then someone else was like oh mate if you're going to go to 
if you're going to go to LA, you theme parks, you've got to go to Magic Mountain. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to Magic Mountain. And then, of course, it, and of course, you've got to go to Universal Studios. So I spent um, like seven days in LA and six of them were in theme parks. <laughs> and the last one was with you in Disneyland. And then you drove me to the airport. With wet pants, apparently. Yeah, with I was all yeah, it was a bit wet from um, Splash Mountain. We got we got real, got lots of got real splashed. We had to um, yeah, no need to call in the lawyers on the advertising on that one. No, and I I bought um, socks. We went to the store. That's probably why I was running so late because we were in the store and I bought a t shirt and two pairs of socks, and which I still wear to this day. Um, and it was like I just the the thought of get getting through that security, and thinking about the dry socks and and the dry t shirt that I was going to put on before I got on the plane was was real nice. New new socks is such a treat for oh, a flight, for, for, for a flight, especially like the 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 LA Melbourne flight. So like if you can bust out you know a fresh pair of socks. And 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 also, if you dare to take off your shoes to relax, mm. like you like, don't have this to is, worry about that. Either. Yeah. Well, my my thing on a plane is don't be the person that other passengers are talking about in three years' time. <laughs> like, oh, there was this one guy, and he put his feet up, and da, 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 da. like you just just make sure you're not that person's story. And I yeah. and I, I I think through the use of clean socks. You're well on your way if you keep yeah. on. Speaking of treating yourself, Hickey, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hooked you up. I sent you the the coupon. Yes. Hold, hold, hold out maybe a week or two because we've got okay. some sweet tracksuits coming in. Sick. And I, I feel like you can have, like, to, to get home from a gig, especially during festival. Put on your matching tracksuit. You're going to relax. Like I, I see them as like relaxation spacesuits. Like you just. Yep. I need matching tracksuits. I've got tracky dacks. I've got plenty of jumpers, but no, no matching. And it's like one of those things during lockdown. I was like, well, that's something I'd like to get. So I will fucking hold out. It's well, great. It, it validates the lifestyle choice as well. If it's matching, it's like, well, at least it matches. Yeah, and also being a lesbian, I can get away with like wearing that out in public anyway. You know, <laughs> I think you just show your card. Yeah, I don't Excellent. need to show a card. I just show my face, and they go, "Yeah, you're a you're a lesbian." <laughs> we Actually, get it. <laughs> Hickey, it's been an absolute treat. Oh, thank you. It's been nice to catch up. Yeah. I um, it's I I, I I like this is this is classic me, is when like so I like you you did a, a very enjoyable podcast like so this is based on you but then mm. I congratulate me for choosing you you know what I'm yeah, saying but you ask the right questions you know that's don't un- underestimate your uh, value the, the value that you bring. I think you're right, Geraldine. Mm. I am. It is. It is. This has been. Thank you to you, but mainly yeah. thank you to me. <laughs> We've had a great time. 
Hey, Hickey, um, let the good people of the internet know um, where they can track you down and and see your show. Uh, yeah, it's um, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, like at Geraldine Hickey, and um, like for all my live shows and stuff, you can just go to comedy.com.au and all, you know, just go. Might I'll come up somewhere on there with various other people, um, but yeah, that's probably the easiest way to way to do it. Excellent. And you're doing a show on the festival this year, or I'm doing a show on the festival this year called "What a Surprise," which is um, I wrote pre-pandemic, and I'm you know still do it. I because I turned forty, I don't know, a while back now, um, and. Because it was such a a big, significant birthday, like, and I'm shit at organising things. Like, I knew friends and family were like, "Oh, what are you going to do for your forty? You got to do something for your forty. What are you What are you going to do? You got to do. You got to do. You got to get to You got to do something for your big four A. What are you going to do for your big four A? What are you going to do? Um, so to avoid all of that, um, like about six months before it, I said to my partner, "Can you please organise me a surprise fortieth?" Um, and and she did. And it was, oh, my God, like it was the first night, like I just thought, oh, she'll just organise like a party. Like and we went to the, we were at the pub and, of course, you know, friends and family are like, a surprise, like, oh, this is great. And then I had a friend go, I'm so sorry, I have to go home tomorrow. I went, what? She goes, I can't, yeah, I can't stay for the rest of it. I went, there's there's more? Um, so it turns out Kath had, had organised like a three-day event. Like there were there were stubborn <laughs> holders and it was it was too much. Just <laughs> could not mentally handle it. I was just like you have to, like it, it got you like the. I, I, the, I just wanted to see everyone for about three hours. Yeah, and it would just went, it would rolled on and on and it was like very different people would come to different things and, you know, it started like, you know, it was, we were at a pub and then there was a winery tour the next day and then there was, you know, dinner that night and stuff. And I was just like, by the end of the winery tour, I was just like, you you, you have to tell me who's coming to dinner and how many and what is happening because, because my mind would go like up. It would be like, oh, my God, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll come home and there will be a bouncy castle. Like maybe she's organised a bouncy castle. And of course, I'd, there there'd be no fucking bouncy castle, and I would be disappointed. And that's a shitty thing to do when they've organised such an epic thing. And I walk in, and I'm, oh no, because <laughs> you know what I'm. So it's about you know, I just had to go. You have to tell me everything now. So, um, so the show's you know got a a, a bit about that, um. And also I got it, I, you know, part of it was um, I got engaged as well. So congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks everyone for listening or watching on uh, YouTube. Hit subscribe, all that good stuff, write reviews. And uh, our, our buddy Dill is on the first episode. So if people uh, <laughs> want to hear... Dilruk Jaya Singer, who's doing ads. I've seen him pop up in my feed. He's doing ads promoting Melbourne. Go- going back into the city. I'm like, 
Mate, film one in my shop. Come on, buddy. Oh, yeah. Come on. They they forget about you so quick, Geraldine. They forget Asshole. about you so quick. Thanks, Hickey. This is the best. Thank you. Bye-bye.